Welcome to the Thrive in Higher Ed podcast, a place to explore new approaches, strategies, and tools to learn, grow, and thrive in higher education. This is a community for instructors, staff, grad students, and campus leaders to learn together, to tinker, to find ways to be more effective and productive, and to innovate in big and small ways. I'm your host, Mark Hofer. So this week is going to be a different show for a couple of reasons. One, you'll hear that the audio quality is really different, and that is because I am recording this as I'm hiking through the woods. And that is very deliberate for this show because its focus is going to be on the importance of well-being. So if the audio quality bothers you, I apologize. And the other thing that may be different about this show is it's not nearly as planned and organized as uh, typically I do for shows. And again, that is kind of uh, on purpose, that I really just wanted this to be a little more free-flowing, a little bit more uh, spur of the moment. So let's dive in. During COVID, I have been uh, helping to lead a studio for teaching and learning innovation. So working with faculty from across the university to navigate the abrupt switch to remote instruction last spring, the more deliberate planning for summer and fall courses, and now calibrating uh, as we're uh, in the first third of the spring semester. And so we've been in touch with our student partners quite a bit during this time. We've uh, launched multiple surveys to get feedback from both the students and faculty. And we have, uh, of course, done a lot of workshops with faculty, um, both things that were, uh, you know, information delivering as well as more community conversations. And one of the things that continually comes up that's something we don't want to lose sight of post-COVID is sort of a two-part realization that I think are very connected. One is there's been a lot more focus on well-being. Initially, it was about the instructors being very conscious of the challenges students were experiencing during COVID, and especially during that first spring semester shift to remote, about the need to be more flexible, to be more understanding, to reach out to students, to check how they are. And it really has continued on through the summer, fall, and now spring where instructors are making a much more conscious effort of checking in with students, providing some flexibility on assignments and due dates, perhaps providing some more choice in the class, options for attending class face-to-face or virtually. So lots of attention and focus on supporting students meeting them where they are with the focus on well-being. We want them to not just survive this pandemic, but also to thrive as best as possible. If you're working in higher ed, it'll be no surprise to you to realize that as time has gone on, this has also been incredibly difficult for faculty as well. Uh, This is not an easy time, especially if you have uh, young children at home that you're trying to support with remote schooling or you're on the tenure clock and you're trying to, you know, you're under a lot of pressure to publish um, during these difficult conditions. 
or you're having to learn a lot of new things to teach your classes remotely or in a blended format, or you have uh, elderly parents that you're care, uh, caring for. For all these reasons, it's been incredibly difficult for faculty as well. So we've tried to support faculty well-being in a number of ways, including uh, some, you know, forming up some uh, affinity groups for folks to share ideas and get feedback from one another, um, some unbook clubs where participants can benefit from some great books like Small Teaching or Spark of Learning without actually taking the time to read the book. They can still join in some conversations and some discussions related to that. And of course, our Wellness Center has offered many events that we have tried to uh, promote to faculty as well. Bottom line is, COVID has really forced us to put well-being front and center, both for students and faculty. And frankly, that's something we should continue every bit as intentionally as we are right now during the pandemic. Because higher education is a stressful environment, both for students and faculty. And we all benefit when we take our our health seriously, our mental well-being and emotional well-being, we all benefit from that. So I guess that's one thing that I've been thinking about. And part of that is why I'm out here walking in the woods today. It was a long, hard week this week for a variety of reasons, a lot of meetings, a lot of important stuff going on. I knew that when the weekend came, I had to get outside. So rather than try to fit the recording of this podcast in, I wanted to spend more time with my family this weekend, and I needed to get out and get some exercise. So I thought, you know what? To model this idea of well-being, I'm just going to record the podcast while I'm out hiking. So, again, apologies if it doesn't sound great, but hopefully now you understand why I wanted to approach it this way. So I guess my first thought then is, what are the ways that we as individuals and collectively as a university community, how can we continue to promote well-being? for faculty, students, and staff well beyond the pandemic, because I think it's an investment in our collective future together if we can do that. The second point that's kind of related is that connected with this idea of focusing on student well-being, a lot of instructors and faculty have really been focused on how they can keep their students engaged in learning. Uh, in my university, we didn't have a lot of online or even blended courses prior to last spring. So not just for the instructors, but even for the students, this is a really new modality. And, you know, many of them are learning at home in their dorm rooms that aren't ideal uh, situations. So it's difficult for them to engage in the same way as they would in face-to-face -face classes in a typical semester. So we've run... <laughs> probably dozens of workshops on different, uh, both small and, and larger engagement kinds of strategies uh, to, to make the course content and approach very clear and organized for students, keep them focused on the more important things, um, incorporating different kinds of media and courses to break things up, um, to thinking about fun strategies to use in Zoom to keep people engaged and motivated, we have really spent a lot of time focusing on that, and it's been really inspiring how seriously faculty are taking this. And, you know, sometimes it's because they'll come and say, 
wow, I just, I just don't get any kind of interaction online with my students. Um, you know, when I ask questions, no one wants to respond. Everybody's videos turned off. But in many cases, it was much more proactive than that. They really wanted to anticipate the struggles that students might have in keeping engaged and wanted to get out in front of that. So that's been really inspiring to see. And we've heard lots of creative solutions and lots of different kinds of activities that faculty have tried. And again, I hope this is something that we focus on post-pandemic. Because what I think a lot of folks have learned, myself included, is that, you know, maybe we're a great lecturer and students are really engaged with us. And, you know, they, they like the structured notes that, that they take and so forth. But for others, that may be really challenging. And we've realized that when students have different choices or different um, ways to learn things, that, you know, students, some students maybe that might have struggled in a traditional format might be uh, doing better in this, you know, these new different kinds of strategies and new formats. So I think it's really helped us to realize that some of the changes we make in the focus on engagement can really be helpful for students across the board. We'll do a future episode on the idea of universal design for learning and some of the things that we can do in advance to prepare to meet really different diverse learning needs. But I think that this time in COVID has really helped us to hone in on some great opportunities. So just this week, we had two different workshops focusing on engagement. The first one was um, a session where we focused on sort of the theoretical foundation and some of the research findings related to engaging students in learning and some different models and frameworks to consider. And then we uh, were joined by a professor who shared a lot of um, small, very approachable and doable kinds of strategies, how he put those ideas into practice. And one of the most interesting insights from that workshop that seemed to resonate with the, with the uh, folks that participated was the idea that when we do some things that are focused on our own engagement as instructors, some things that we enjoy, some things that bring us a smile or a laugh or a sense of joy, it actually is contagious for the students. And we heard this over and over again. So I think that idea of focusing on engaging students, but also keeping ourselves engaged and excited about class was really helpful. The other event was led by a student group that uh, focuses on design thinking for creative problem solving. And we had a great group of combination of students, faculty, and staff to discuss and, and and uh, develop some insights around how we might leverage what we've learned during COVID to make an even more positive student experience going forward. And there was a lot of energy around both those ideas of, of uh, focusing on wellness and obviously engagement as well. So that was sort of proof that folks are seeing this regardless of their role, the importance of this and the potential benefits. So here's my challenge for you this week. Let's try to think about some of the positive aspects that we've experienced related to well-being and engagement during this challenging time and think about two things. One, what are some things we can do right now to double down in these areas? And two, 
what are some things that we want to make sure we remember to take forward with us post-pandemic. And try to think about those different areas. Your own personal well-being, the well-being of your students and maybe colleagues, as well as ways to stay personally engaged in what you're doing, as well as to engage those that you work with. So think about that sort of as uh, four quadrants. And I encourage you to try to be as specific as you can. Think about something you can do this week in each of those areas, as well as something you want to carry forward. And I think that we'll be happy that we (laughs) took the time to reflect and think about this so that we didn't lose sight of some of these important ideas once we begin to transition back to more of a sense of normalcy. And I think the bottom line is, we'll all be better off for it. So as I reflect um, after after going through those ideas, the thing that I'm kind of coming back to is this idea of the importance of personal well-being and personal engagement because it has a ripple effect on all those people that we interact with. So that's something I tend to try to focus on other people and what they need and what they want to do and so forth providing others with support, I think this is sort of lit a fire under me to realize that I need to focus a little bit on my own well-being and engagement in order to better serve others. So I hope this is this rambling, uh, maybe noisy episode has been helpful for you. And I hope that you develop a few insights or a few nuggets and some ideas that will help you as you move forward. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, please consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. And maybe more importantly, share with someone else who might enjoy it. Also, it would be great if you could leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more on the show, check out the podcast website at markhofer.com podcast. You'll find the show notes there. Until next week, make it a great week.